Hi, my name is Halla Salman, and I am a professional Christian life coach at HRS Life Coaching. Welcome to the Purpose Filled Life Podcast. On this podcast, I share different coaching tips, strategies, mindsets, and interviews to inspire you to live a more purpose-filled life. And purpose as I define it is being exactly who God has designed you specifically to be. This week on the podcast, I interview Ruthie Slingerland. Ruthie is a mom to four, a homeschool teacher to those four children. She is a wife, a Christian, a professional Christian life coach, and so much more. I learned a ton from our conversation with the overarching theme being how emptiness is vital to living a full, abundant, and meaningful life. I know you're going to learn a lot about living a purpose-filled life from my interview with Ruthie Slingerland, and I'd love to hear what you learned from our conversation. Don't forget to leave a comment and share with a friend. Hi, my name is Halla. As a professional life coach, I help women identify and put into action their values, passions, and talents so they can live the purpose-filled life God's already designed for them. Are you ready to live a purpose-filled life? Let's do this. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Um, For our listeners, let's kind of just start with a brief introduction. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I said absolutely twice and I haven't had two cups of coffee yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am, my name is Ruthie Slingerland. I am a professional life coach, um, also an Enneagram uh, trainer and I have a husband who's an entrepreneur, and we get to do a lot of fun traveling. Um, located in Middle Tennessee, uh, love country music, and enjoy working from home and teaching our kids from home. We have four, pray for me, two teenagers, <laughs> and uh, uh, just a completely different level in parenting and in everything. Um, two teenagers, we've got three boys and a girl. And so from eight, eight, 10, 13, 15, in just um, really in a very full season, I would say, mm. right now, full with uh, good stuff, just a lot of really good things. Um, but uh, noticing the transition from in my 30s and just starting a family to now in in the 40s and really kind of having those more mature mature plants it's a great example because it's uh spring here and um and we plant we get really excited and we start planting stuff and then we kind of forget what we planted until the garden is full and you're like whoa at least for me i'm like this is too much too much upkeep let's uh clean this up a little bit and focus on just a few, a few of those. Um, so it is a full season, but just learning to, to, to roll with it and enjoy it. Yeah. Say more about what is making this season so full. Yes. Um, so the first thing I would say is the most obvious is, you know, we're in a season where our children are now no longer littles they're officially you know preteens and teens and so there's fullness there with uh, conversations and activities they do hockey so we invest in that for them um in learning so we're always constantly learning and talking about sometimes it's academic sometimes it's hot topics of what they see in the world and what they see on tv and 
um, what they see from their friends. So there's a lot of fullness there in the parenting and child development stage that we're in. Um, but also in our business, I mean, I have to say God has been so gracious to, um, you know, we've nurtured relationships, we've nurtured um, community and people. And a lot of those are reaping now where we are able to offer um, our services and coaching skills and coaching services to people and organizations. And it's just neat to see how, you know, five years ago we were wondering what would this year look like? And it's, it's reaping some of those um, rewards that we were hoping for back when, you know, we were scratching our head, like, how's God going to do this? How's this all going to work? And so just, just neat to see how, it's come full circle where the things we were hoping to do are actually happening. So there's fullness in work and, um, and fullness of health. And just, we've created a life that has given us a lot of time freedom mm -hmm. and a lot of financial flexibility. Uh, those are two huge words for us. Um, back when we had debt, we were hunkered down and that's the only thing we we're focused on now that there's more room in our budget and more room in our time. Um, it's, it's just, you know, fullness sometimes includes emptiness in a good way. So, um, you know, uh, fullness of life, fullness of joy, fullness of peace. So life is full in my mind. It's, it's not necessarily busy all the time, but it can be busy some days. Um, like today, I have a full and busy day. <laughs> um, and my husband's traveling. So I'm I'm over here. You know, we had a, a pre-Zoom call with the kids where I said, hey, guys, this is what's happening. I'm hanging out with Hala. Um, I had started breakfast. So they were going. I'm like, guys, you're going to be on the call, too, if you run into my office or if you start arguing in the background about who gets that last piece of bacon um we're gonna hear you so um and they're like we got you mom we got you so um so they're part of what we do so it's constantly you know it's full because it's you know it's I don't have the house to myself it's it's we share the, this space for business uh fun life school all of it mm, so cool I liked what you were sharing about Sometimes fullness means emptiness. And can you just speak a little bit more about kind of the contrast between those two things? Yeah, I mean, the, the emptiness. So in my mind, as a Christian mom, if I went back a decade, I remember having this place in my heart where I was just stumped. And I was just asking God, okay. My day is literally doing the laundry, cleaning the house, doing the dishes, changing the diaper, you know, all the mom things that we do. And I was asking God, like, you know, it's not, it doesn't have any of those other activities of, you know, maybe what I, anything I do now, like any outside work or maybe any income producing or, you know, it, I was just making it through the day, so to speak. And in a sense, I look back and I just see the, the room that I had in my schedule to just enjoy those simple moments, to just enjoy that time. But I was stumped on feeling like that wasn't enough and wanting to fill it. 
And so um, God is so good. He lets us try that. <laughs> he lets us try those things. And then we run with what we think is the desire of our heart. We run with that. And then we get so busy that the life is gone. You know, the life is not there. And so um, I, I've done that several times throughout my life, just been so busy that there's been no room for just life giving, but it's been busy. So that busy must equal effective, equal must equal, you know, um, busy must equal success. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had to learn to see like, God was just like, are you done? Like, are you, are you done with this? Like, do you, do you want to start over and, and really figure out what, what is life? What is success? What is full? What is good? Um, and so I had to let go of some of those things and start over. Um, especially when we moved here and transitioned from North, uh, from Buffalo to Tennessee, we had to transition. And it was a new place for me, a place where I left my job, I left all my commitments, all I had was my husband, um, my home based business, my family, that's all I had. Mm. And I revisited that place from, you know, 1015 years ago, where I was like, this is it again? Like, wait, I, I thought I would do more important things, or I thought I would have, you know, a busy season where I would do, be, you know, doing all these things. And God's like, oh, we're going to have to revisit that lesson <laughs> because you didn't learn anything. Or maybe I just didn't, I just need to learn, you know, 2.0 version of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I have learned that Empty gives gives room for God. Empty, like just a schedule, just a day, just a time, just my mind and heart. I mean, I can't hear God if I'm, I'm so busy planning and thinking all the time. I need empty. You know, I need clear, clean space, clean workspace. You know, if my calendar is full, I won't have room for the spontaneous God moments because I'm not, I mean, God has all kinds of things for us. And some of those we can plan on the schedule like this and some, <laughs> and some we can't, but if I don't leave room for that, then, you know, I'm not going to see him doing those things. So it's really important for us, Jamie and I to leave the space, you know, and then budget wise to, um, to have some savings, to have some wiggle room um, because it allows us to be generous. So, um, you know, when I think of empty, I think opportunity. I think the negative space that allows us to enjoy the beautiful things that are left mm -hmm. instead of the crowded garden where it's like, it's too much. Yeah. That picture is really, you keep using that garden example and it's really clear kind of having that openness, that emptiness. How or what would you recommend for someone who is learning the lesson that you've had to learn multiple times, yeah. but trying to fill up their schedule and maybe they're a mom, maybe they're, you know, just feeling like, oh, but I want to feel more important. I want to do more things. What advice do you have with them for maintaining that emptiness? Yeah, um, I think God wants us to be transformed. I know that he wants us to be transformed, you know, and it is easy for us to, you know, as we have 
the time and energy, it is easy for us to quick fill it with what we think is what we're supposed to do. Now that's, you know, that's what we do. We just kind of do what we think is the right thing to do. Then we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? He's our helper. He's our counselor. And sometimes he says, hey, do you notice how sweaty you got when you were preparing for X, Y? You know, what was that about? Mm. Um, It could be excitement. It could be stress. Um, Hey, did you notice how you responded to your son, to your husband, to your daughter in that moment? What was that about? Well, I was too busy X, Y, Z doing Um, the Holy Spirit is always going to be about changing our hearts and changing our posture toward himself, toward God and others. Mm. And when I hear him saying, when I hear him pointing out, um, you kind of lost track here with your tasks and your meetings and your things and your stuff. um, Then I had to check myself. I have to check myself and say, why, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And God is so good. You know, I can still remember the day I was in my closet and, you know, just, just asking him, just please show me something. Please show me what the next thing is. Please show me. And And it was like, I wanted something more outside of relationship with him that would fill me. And it wasn't until he said, am I, you know, like, am I not enough? Is this moment with you not enough? Okay. I feel it. I feel it because it's like, no, everything else just pales in comparison. How could we substitute? the creator of the universe time with our father who knows us inside out knows the good knows the ugly knows the everything and still tenderly grabs our face and says i love you like i love you nothing else is more important than this moment right now and it's it wasn't until i did that over and over and over again and yes there was chocolate in my closet okay don't don't judge me there was chocolate so I also went into my closet because there was chocolate but the 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 fact that I he was teaching me like delight in me enjoy me be satisfied with me and then I will give you the desires of your heart and guess what my desire was Hala tell me to matter my desire was to matter and he made it so clear Ruthie is there can can any of your children do anything more for you to matter more than right this moment mm-hmm. and the answer was no he's like I that's how I feel about you that is how I feel about you there's nothing more that you need to do right now for you to matter more to me and I'm just like but but the people but the world but social media but money but income, you know, all these, re- and he's like, I get it. But, but what about us first? What about you and me first? What if you just, can you just hang on to that? You know? So the more that message just went deeper and deeper and deeper in my heart, the more I could let go of the stuff and the things and the list and the tasks. And 
just the more compassion I had for myself too, that there was this kind of angst to accomplish and do. Mm -hmm. And the more acceptance I had that, you know, what I have on my plate right now to do, whatever that is, that God's put that there. Why not do what God has put there instead of wanting what's on somebody else's plate, instead of wanting or looking other places, you know? So the more I was satisfied with God the, and, and us and that time together, the more it helped me really understand, like, he doesn't want to be in this, me to be in this place of just grasping, just grasping and running around. And it, he just, he really, by taking everything away, all, all the work that I had and all the um, responsibilities that I have, and I just focused on my kids and the home business, just kept it really simple that was the season that I was able to hear God's voice and it was able to let him do that work in my heart. Mm. Huh. Man. Thank you, Ruthie, for sharing all that. I'm, I was getting, and I might get a little emotional too, because that is definitely, you know, as you know, I'm in kind of the season you were in a couple of years ago. And that's, I feel God speaking that to me as well. You know, how I, Stop putting so much extra things in your day, like trust in me, surrender to me. That's the season of life that I'm in is, is true surrender. Just mm -hmm. allowing God to speak to me, to be with me, um, allow him to just love me. And so I, what you just shared resonates with me so much. So I appreciate your vulnerability there. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned a few times that there were moments where you thought you were pursuing the desires of your heart, or you thought you needed to do X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. How were you able to discern the difference between your thoughts and God's? Yeah, that's a good, I like that question because I'm scratching my head right now. It's an ongoing practice mm. of that, of doing that. Um, that's why it's so good to know ourselves, know our personalities, know how we usually default to. Some people default to action and then they make adjustments. Some people default to, you know, uh, <laughs> procrastinating. And, and, and so I'm, I'm the kind of person that defaults to procrastinating. And so I know this about myself. And sometimes I would procrastinate on important things, you know, that what I had to do, and I would move into action on things that were not what I was supposed to do. And so it wasn't until after, you know, noticing the effects of that, either on my family or my husband, noticing the effects of that, that I, that I realized, oh, that wasn't you know, that wasn't probably what I should have done. I thought I was supposed to just act and go do that. But maybe that wasn't what I was supposed to do. Um, so the motivation, you know, just noticing what I'm supposed to do. I feel like it takes a lot of practice. I, I noticed that I sense it in my body. So if I my shoulders get tight, um, and my jaw gets tight, or I get really short, impatient with the people around me that that's not a good place mm -hmm. um but when god is in that 
movement, God is in that decision, God is in that choice, there is true peace. Like I just feel at peace in myself. And there is a deep confidence that even though I'm like, ah, how is this all going to work out? There's just this deep rooted confidence and peace. Um, So it does take a second to think, okay, how am I showing up right now? I think this is the right thing to do. I'm going to go do that. Um, And, you know, for example, I want to volunteer for something. Or I want, you know, I want to volunteer for something. It's it's something for church. And it's good, right? Um, and I'm not going to think it's too much. I'm just going to say, yes, sign me up. I'm going to do it. Well, maybe God has been speaking to me in this season to just be still at what, with what I have. That I've, I'm capped out. That I'm just, but because I want to maybe get that applause. Or because I want other people to see me, hey, I'm still here. I might not be leading this group. I might not be doing that in the business, but I'm still here. I'm going to show up. I might not know in that moment my true motivation wasn't really to, out of the overflow, volunteer. It was really stretching me and putting more angst and more stress than being life-giving, you know. And so I've done that where... You know, I, I sign up for the thing, I do the thing, and then afterwards, you know, in a quiet moment, God would say, like, you know, that was a good thought, but what was that really about? Mm. You know, how does that, you know, how do you feel after doing that? What do you think? You know, and it's so, it does take mistakes, <clears throat> mistakes and coming back, and, and, and the more I've asked God to show me, show me, give me wisdom, help me discern, show me. Um, created me a clean heart, give me a clean heart, give me a good motivation. Mm. Um, sometimes the, you know, he, he will show me if I want him to show me. And, and then it's embarrassing because it's like, Oh, I thought it was out of love that I was doing this extra thing. It wasn't, it was, I just, I just want to be, you know, recognized and accepted or recognized and applauded and then he's like, you know, I will, you know, you then back to the closet. You know, I have that applause for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that, you know, when, when, when your kid blew up and they, you know, they threw the toy or, or your husband kind of snapped and you took a deep breath and you just smiled or, you know, when the kid threw the toy, instead of, you know, losing it, you kind of had that, Hey, I applaud that. I saw that that was good. And that affirmation comes from the real source that we need to be affirmed by. Um, and so I feel like it's always that, that the, the motivation, you know, the thought might be good, but that the motivation might not be in the right place to get that from whatever we're doing. You know, God wants to give us that before we volunteer. God wants to give us the applause and the recognition and uh, all that good stuff before we say yes, before we start a project. Because then it's the overflow, right? Then it's just the the more than what we need. We're not doing it for that. I mean, we're, we're doing our best here, right? We're broken people on earth trying to reflect a perfect God. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but we're, we're trying to move in that direction, move in the direction of, Okay, let me discern. Let me think about that. What? Why did I really say yes? Did it? Was I looking for something? Was I looking to get something out of it? 
Was I hoping somebody would say something? Was I hoping to be seen or heard? What was that about? Mm. And, um, and it's not the activity that's the wrong thing. It's just the order. <laughs> the order needs to be switched. Mm. Go to God first, be completely affirmed and filled up. And then follow his lead. You know, hey, God, there's an opportunity to serve. There's an opportunity to give. What do you think? And if there's peace there, especially for me and my body, if there's peace, then it's usually a yes. Mm. Going to God first. That is so good. That that people pleasing and that seeking affirmation from others is huge. And I cannot tell you how many clients and just women I've had this conversation with about how their motivator or their driving force is kind of what I like to say is people pleasing mm-hmm. and seeking attention from other people. And what you just shared is so valuable. Find your affirmation from the true source. And do you find that communication with God or being able to hear from God through journaling, through scripture, through prayer? How do you find, how do you go to him first? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like all of those. Uh, go to him first. So we actually, my husband and I do have a discernment process for big decisions that we do. And it includes, you know, what are we thinking about this right now? What are the, what's the thought? Like just rationalize this process. Um, what are we feeling about it? Do you have any feelings? Is there, you know, joy? Is there fear? Is there, you know, what, what, what's in there? And then um, what does our gut say? Cause I do feel like the discernment of the Holy spirit, you know, it's, it, he's in our body. I mean, we're the vessel he's here. And so what's, what's God telling us within us in our physical skin and bones? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a question mark? Is there like, are we tight in our stomach? Do we have this big knot or, or are we just, is there just, you know, softness and peace in that? Um, so we do for big things, we go through that process, but on a daily basis, I would say, you know, my handy dandy Bible app, if nobody has that, I think everybody has that, but I have it send me a notification and remind me. And I try first thing in the morning to, okay, what is God saying? Mm. Um, let me eat his bread first, right? Let me eat the bread. Let me, if, if he's at the center of, you know, at the forefront of my day, if that's what hits my brain first, I feel like that will fertilize and give all the good, you know, good, good nutrition for my brain for the rest of the day, for my soul for the rest of the day. So I do try to focus on a simple scripture and I like reading it in different versions because different versions give me different perspectives on the verse. Mm-hmm. And I like to talk to God. I mean, you know how we're in our head a lot during the day. Mm-hmm. I like to talk to God and say, okay, what, what do you think? Or, or sometimes I'll say, I've been talking a lot. I haven't even stopped to listen to you. What do you say? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that can happen in the car. If I'm driving, I'll turn everything off and just listen. It can happen when the kids are outside playing and I'm, you know, starting dinner. Um, and sometimes it happens through journaling. Um, but I try to, I try to include God in my thought process, just what I'm thinking. And what do you think? Okay. 
try to be honest with him during the day. Okay, God, I'm feeling a little tired right here in the shoulders. Can you tell me what that's about? Oh, yeah, that's about this next weekend's event. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to give it to you right now. Like, you you need, you know, I need you in this, in this moment. Um, and so I do try to have that voice of God be, you know, but I, I receive it through songs. I receive it through scripture. I receive it through a friend. Sometimes my clients say things that I'm just like blown away. Like, whoa, that is that God or what, you know? So um, God blesses me there too. And just being open. I think it's just being open to, you know, God's not for Sundays. You know, that's great. Uh, that's a discipline to meet in a community. Um, but some days are just the, you know, let's, let's get fueled up and let's all have single mind around a certain topic, a certain subject, but every single day is church, you know? So I, I want God to show up and in, in my day. And honestly, sometimes the day goes by and I, it's when I put my head on the pillow that I say, Hey God, I was kind of a crazy day. I don't think we even chatted. You know, I don't even think we chatted <clears throat> and I have this essential oil that's uh, called, it's a blend. It's called forgive. Mm. And when I, usually when I say something like that, it's kind of like guilt mm. or shame or, you know, something like, uh, like I just disappointed myself or I feel like I disappointed you. I breathe that and I breathe it in and I just, <sighs> There's forgiveness. There's forgiveness for me. There's forgiveness for everyone. There's forgiveness from you. There's just forgiveness, you know, and so I let it go. So even at the end of the day, God can show up, you know, and that's, but it is having, being open to, to communicated, communicating with a God that we can't see. I mean, it takes intention for us to say, can you show up in, in a physical way? <laughs> <laughs> with you know in, in a real way can you show up in my day and I think he does when we are open like that mm. and it's cool to hear some of the signals that you have for yourself like oh my body's tense like this God mm -hmm. kind of speak to me about that or just kind of recognizing when things are off and being able to say like okay God what's this about like that mm -hmm. uh, having a physical reminder to direct your attention to God is so cool. And I, I think that a lot of people don't do that as much as we could. Um, and that forgiveness piece is so good too, man. So many amazing things, Ruthie. Um, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about purpose. Um, so purpose as I define it is being exactly who God has created you specifically to be. How does that land with you? Mm -hmm. I mean, it lands in a good in a good way. Being uh, the, the first thing that I heard when you said that is, um, we get stuck on that needs to be a role, mm. that needs to be a contract, that needs to be a job, mm. that needs to be a career. Like that purpose needs to have a title. Mm. And, um, and so that's the first thing that I, that I think we, a lot of us default to, okay, well, purpose being who God created me to be, 
you know, what kind of job is that? <laughs> and and um, we find out really soon, I mean, the gift of, of motherhood, we, we learn really soon that when nobody else sees, the only one that sees is God. And am I, am I being who God, he created me to be today mm. in this moment? Because mm. I know that I've had a nasty heart sometimes changing a poopy diaper because I was inconvenienced. I was enjoying my book. I was enjoying my show, or I was wanting to hang out with a friend just a little bit longer. Um, and so who God created me to be, it goes beyond my responsibilities and my role in a title. Mm -hmm. And it does, I feel like it doesn't change regardless of the season I'm in. So back in the diaper changing days, you know, did God make me to be his peace in the world, his light? Um, did he, did he make me to, you know, be this grounded, um, mom, you know, grounded source for my children, for my friends, for the people I interacted with, you know, um, and the answer is yes. And so his peace, there's a theme there of just bringing truth and peace into any situation. And so I, I had moments where I was able to do that back then um, and moments where I saw I wasn't that back then. But as each season has changed and each opportunities do and doors open in coaching and training and serving others and helping um, tutor my kids at their, you know, at our uh, tutor, at our community and adding more roles God's purpose is still the same for me to be a, a source of his peace wherever I am, a mm -hmm. source of his truth wherever I am. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that gives me, that really, um, that really gives me um, a lot of confidence that I don't have to be trying to figure it out all the time, that it just in my being, in my being present in the moment, like, He's created me to be myself <laughs> wherever I am. And can I find, can I, can I love that about me? Mm -hmm. Can I love those qualities in me enough to just, that's good enough mm -hmm. for him. So, yeah, I love that. We just keep unfolding what that means, what he created us to be, who he's created us to be has all these layers. And so I think the more we work on that, the more depth we see. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, his purpose is to get to, to, for us to know him. Mm -hmm. And for, I think he helps us get to know him by letting us know ourselves. Mm -hmm. So this internal work is so good. Yeah. So important. And you've mentioned some ways that you get to know him and get to know yourself are creating that empty space and time to be with him. Um, spending time in discernment. Um, what are some other ways that you grow closer to him and closer to yourself? Yes. Um, I love how God uses other people to show us who we are. And, and that's so great when other people reflect who they see when we're in the room, you know, what they see in us. Um, that's always a gift. Um, our children are also a spouse that, that those are the people that will show us, you know, who we are 
because they see all the parts of who we are. Um, I love to read and I love personal development books. And I am the crazy person that if I hear like this nugget of truth that pierces my heart, I will just, I'll stop and cry and then journal and write it down and put it on my mirror. Um, so noticing where I'm moved, what, when I hear something, what moves me, um, there's something there. So write it down, make, put a sticky note or share with a friend. Um, so those things I think also sh show, you know, who, who we are and we keep learning mm -hmm. in that way. I also use the tool of the Enneagram. It is just a tool. Um, and, and it's interesting because we have this perception of who we want to be in the world. And there's a mask, you know, for some reason. We, we want to show up in a certain way, but we're in costume. Mm. And the, I think the more we realize that there's, there's, we're covering the, some parts of the, the real us that we are, you know, we're covering some of that. Um, I think God wants to bring those out. And so the tool of the Enneagrams really helped me see um, that I want to show up super confident in the world and really um, clear about who I am and what I want to do. But sometimes that's a scary thing for me to do. Mm. And so, well, I can't show that part to anybody, but it really has been the most healing when I've shared that, those more vulnerable places with, with God and then with, good friends and with others just to say, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this, but I, there's a little fear here and I'm just, you know, not exactly sure. And then we can get closer to receiving and becoming, you know, cause we can't receive when we're, when we have this wall and this mask and we can't become more of who we really are underneath unless we start practicing that, you know, that being truthful about what's going on. Mm. so there's action there's action there for us to do yeah. receiving and becoming that seems in a lot of ways that's kind of been the theme of our conversation how to receive who God is and become who he's made you to be it's a really cool visual share with us a little bit more about who you are what are some of the passions that you have you mentioned kind of a hobby of book reading but tell us a little more about what you've learned about yourself who are you yes um <laughs> yes and I did work with a coach to figure some of this stuff out because it, it was hard to figure out on my own I mean I didn't really make time for it it didn't really notice um so working with a coach was awesome and figuring these things out um I love to cook and I love to cook for fun and there's a creative element in that. And I had to separate the have to cook versus want to cook. Mm. And so a few years ago, my husband and I, I, I finally told him, I, I could not be honest with my husband about a lot of things because I was afraid to have an argument over it. I was afraid for there to be conflict. So I'm a recovering um, what's it called? I'm a recovering um, conflict, you know, 
eliminate conflict. Yeah. <laughs> conflict avoider. Yeah. That's what I'm a recovering conflict avoider. So I realized I, I felt like I couldn't be myself. I can't really say what I'm thinking because that's going to stir trouble. And that comes from my youth. That comes from my young develop, development years. And this was one of them. I finally had the courage to tell my husband, you know, I love to cook, but I don't like to cook every day. It takes all the joy out of it. Mm. Would it be okay if I commit to three family meals? I was gutsy. <laughs> three <laughs> family meals. So that, and then, and then, uh, you know, here's a, a leftover day. Here's a family cooking day. Here's a taco day. Here's a pizza night. And then I get to have some time to do other things, to nourish myself, to read the book, do other things. And um, he's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. We can. And I was like thrilled that I can be honest and have my own opinion and share my own idea and go against the current and get positive results. I can do that. So I started having more courage in that. I am a very optimistic person. Um, and I, to a fault, I see the good and I see the possibility in every situation. Um, and I say to a fault because, you know, um, saying everything is going to be fine to everyone all the time isn't good. Mm. So, um, so I've learned that that's a great quality, but overusing it isn't good. So I need, I need to sit with people where they're at. And if that's painful, if that's feeling stuck, whatever that is, then that's okay. We can sit there. We won't stay there, but we can stop and sit there and feel what that feels like. Um, but I'm an optimist. Um, so I love to cook, optimist, um, just a happy-go-lucky, um, like to fix things. And um, as a mom, I just love to, I, I love to learn. I, I I finally, my dream came true and we signed up for masterclass. I just couldn't think life could get any better. <laughs> now you can read and learn. You can watch and learn. You can listen and learn. You can take it with you. So I love to learn mm -hmm. and giving my brain that, um, the experience to, to munch on new content and, and absorb new ideas and different concepts I love that um so so learning is huge for me um and I and I love to you know in, in the last year I have changed directions with my body and lifestyle and eating um because God really convicted me that my body was a tool for all the work that he has for me to do mm. and so um I didn't realize that I love, you know, my love for learning and love for cooking led to love to learn to eat and prepare the foods that would serve my body best to do the work God has me to do. So I've changed completely 360, you know, 180, a complete different direction on that. And so I'm, I love um, to learn about how the body works best and, and about the body chemistry and and I just think it's amazing. So um, I'm really passionate about that. I, I feel like my business will have something to offer my clients at some point on, um, you know, changing your body chemistry so that your body does, so that your body is the best tool for doing the work mm. that you have to do. Mm. So. so cool. 
And you mentioned that coaching helped you discover a lot about this yes. or a lot about yourself. And you mentioned you are a coach and that's something we have in common. Can you just speak a little bit more about the coaching process and how that's impacted you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do academic advising for PCCI. It's the Professional Christian Coaching Institute. And I sat across the table from the instructors at an event and had just a, an amazing experience where the people at the table were all focused on me. That was uncomfortable because I like to be in the background. Usually want to just be like a fly on the wall. And um, this coach, um, was asking me these deep and amazing questions and I kind of forgot where I was and who I was with because the questions were so provocative and so insightful and engaging I mean she she every time I looked at her it happened to be a female coach and every time I looked at her she was just in complete stillness just looking in my eyes no expectation of an answer no judgment, complete neutrality and optimism. And asking me these questions, they really went deep into my heart, had no idea. And it was just, I said, I just wanted to know who are these people? Because I want to do what they do. You know, they love God and they have a business. That's amazing. I want to do that. I had no idea what, that what our conversation was, was coaching. All I knew is that that was the first time, right, in my closet I uttered these words, but the first time that they became true, that I wanted to matter, you know, it was with a coach. And And I didn't even know what the words meant. All I knew was that my heart was completely, you know, naked in front of God. She She kind of walked me to God's presence, and I was able to say to you know, it's like a good friend saying, come on, you need some help. Let's walk over here. He can help you. And it wasn't religious. It wasn't overly religious. It was any, it was just, you know, what, what, what do you really want? That simple, simple question where I knew I couldn't make up a, you know, an answer that everybody wants to, you know, what's the right answer. It was, what's the truth. What do I really want? And I just really wanted to matter. And I said those words and I immediately started bawling because I, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I, I just, I just want to be loved and appreciated and accepted all these things that everybody wants, but I had never shared them with anyone. And it was in the confidence and safety of a coaching conversation that I was able to utter the words, hear, hear them for the first time and realize, oh, there's this experience that you can have with another human being that will move you towards right action, that will move you toward a goal that is custom fit suited for you, not what anybody else is doing, but that fits you. Um, you know, it's like Cinderella shoes. Everybody's trying to get their foot in there. It's like God has something that fits you perfectly. And it's just amazing that he put these wonderful people called coaches (laughs) that can help us discern that and figure that out. Um, And so that's, that was just the beginning of my appreciation for coaching. And ever since it's just like, we, everybody needs a coach. Mm. 
So cool. What a, what a wild story. And that's most people who have an interaction with a coach have some sort of experience like that. Like, whoa, they were able to connect me with me or connect me with God and help draw something out. And it's so cool. Share with us a little more. You and your husband have a coaching practice. Um, Share with us a little bit about kind of who you work with, what you do. Absolutely. Okay. Um, We are freedomlifejourney.com. That's where you can find us, freedomlifejourney.com. We, like you said, we're both coaches. I, I like he likes to say that he was the first co- coach that got paid. I like to say that I was the first coach that got trained, but <laughs> then I was the first one to get certified. And then he followed two weeks later. So now he's trying to get recertified before me. So we have this healthy competition between the both of us. Um, and we, it, we had this dream of doing something together and coaching has been that umbrella for us. So freedom life journey is the is the umbrella and and through that we have different businesses that we do um coaching is one of them and this last year 2020 believe it or not was our best year in coaching so a lot of people out there looking for what's next looking to transition out of a job they don't love to maybe having a business they do love um we we love to help people just um create that life that suits their values. Mm. Um, and so whatever that is, and of course our values are freedom and flexibility. That's re- really like our values. We want people to have that. And so we've been able to create that for ourselves by having an Airbnb that we love, um, that we love hosting people at and, and help using as a, an income stream. We love, um, training other people. We actually have a training coming up for an an organization. They want us to help their people manage conflict and team dynamics with the tool of the Enneagram. And I'm so stoked about that. I'm doing that with Jamie. And so um, we've done a few things together, like marriage coaching and different things. Um, But this is a new way to do it. And we, we have, you know, a good balance between us. He's the visionary and I'm more of the integrator. <laughs> and so we we are a good team. And that'll be fun to see what happens in that. But then he has, this is my favorite part. He has his personal clients. And I have my personal clients. Mm-hmm. And so um, I find myself, Hala, working with highly driven people that need to be grounded. Hmm. So I find myself with, with that... Um, you know, highly driven entrepreneur or highly driven person that needs some structure and needs some realistic goals. Mm. And so, um, so I, I think I have a talent to help them with that because over and over, I just see people, you know, I have this one goal. Well, guess what? You know, let's look at what that really means in the habit world. And habits have to be bite-sized. Habits have to be realistic. They have to be motivational. When we start going through those layers, we realize this is a one-year transition that you're talking about. We're going to have to break it down and make it realistic because this is not is not realistic. Um, and you're still doing life. So I think it's integrating is my is my word. I love to help people integrate who they are and what they do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, be really satisfied that that's that's it's it flows naturally and it's not this forced 
process. And so if you're a mom that wants to start a business, you know, how do we do that? Love our family and honor God and all that. So I, I do help moms that want to start businesses. That's one of my, one of my passions to help them do that. Um, but to also see that the fullness of God in that, right? Um, so entrepreneur is the theme, um, but but also people that are not entrepreneurs that are just highly driven that need some some structure and be grounded in some realistic goals. That's that's kind of who we help. So powerful. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. <laughs> Everything you shared and just hearing more of your story and your passions and the ways that you connect to God and find that fullness while still making space for the emptiness so you can have more fullness. Um, and I've just learned so much from you today, Ruthie. So I thank you for taking the time to chat with me. One last question. I love ending conversations with what is a dream that you have? God places dreams on our hearts for a reason. And I would love to hear yours. It's so scary to share our dream. <laughs> and we're afraid that it'll be jinxed or that it won't happen if we share them out loud or that it will sound silly because how dare you dream up that dream? Like that's just outrageous. So I'm being honest and being transparent. These are all the things that go through my head when you're like, Hey, what's your big dream? Mm -hmm. It's scary to share. So, so um, for everybody out there, if you have a big dream, you do need to share it with at least one safe person and how are your safe? So I can share with you. <laughs> Thank you, Ruthie, for trusting me. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I one big dream, one big dream. I'm trying to think, make it all concise. So I want, I know I will be an author someday. Um, I'm, I'm just naturally a book lover. I've always been a, a you know a bookworm, and I love books. So it's just this natural desire. God wrote a book. Hello. So it's a natural desire. I want to write, and I know it won't be one. It'll be, it'll be bunches of books. So I, that's something like just on a very selfish, like personal level. I, I know I will be an author, but that just gives me like this pride that, oh my gosh, I, I was able to do what others have done for me by sharing their insights in a bound fashion or audible fashion, whatever. Mm. So that's a big dream I have. Um, I also have this crazy dream to travel abroad and, um, you know, in Latin America and help other women that are, have their businesses, um, and help them sustain their family or provide an income for their family with whatever talent God has given them. You know, I, I do have a passion for helping other women, um, figure out what that is and remind them of God's gift that they have and remind them of their talent and remind them of their value in that, you know, whatever situation they are. Um, we are board members for Hope International and we're already helping do this work. Mm -hmm. um, but there's something there of just helping, you know, on a bigger scale because then each of them is multiplying in their community, that hope and that value and that message. So I'd love to, do something with that someday. And, um, and I like to be a speaker. I don't know why I put this one last, but it scares me like the Dickens, as they say. Um, but I, I'd love to share my stories with the world through speaking. Um, and I know that takes work and I know that takes time and there's a whole process to that. Um, and so the shy girl in me is like, 
don't do it, don't do it. And then the, the, the confident, uh, wise one says, you know, it's just the natural progression for you to do that and share with the world. Cause I've, again, I've been blessed by sitting across, you know, from a stage and hearing someone share their story. And so I feel like there's a message there that is just untapped. Um, but, but really, I just want to get to my old age and look back and remember, you know, the, the, just the good moments, you know, that I, I already know, I will say I lived a good life, you know? So my big dream is really to not lose my life. Mm -hmm. Um, because I want to do so much stuff. I want to lose my life doing the right stuff. Mm. So whatever that is, that's, you know, my, my big dream is to just, you know, go in peace, <laughs> knowing that I did what I was supposed to do, become the person I'm supposed to become. And if that's writing, speaking, traveling, you know, encouraging other women around the world, that's part of it, but also sitting with my kids and, and just enjoying their giggles. That's, that's amazing too. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to be one of the people sitting listening to you when you get on stage one day and sharing your stories, Ruthie. <laughs> we could do it together, Hella. Oh, I love that. I'm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Ruthie, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'd love to hear what you learned from this episode. So feel free to shoot me a message or leave me a comment. And don't forget to subscribe for more tools to live a purpose-filled life.